Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Now when you use promo code DNVR, new customers can make any $5 NBA Moneyline bet and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. That's with code DNVR only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. I am Patrick Lyons. And I am a very happy Susie Hunter. Really? Do <laughs> yeah. tell. Well, um, maybe you know I'm from Philadelphia. Go on. So... Uh, the Philadelphia Phillies are going to the World Series. What? Every time a Philly team goes to a World Series or goes to a world goes to a championship, uh, good things happen to me. No one gets their wings, but good things just happen to you. Good things happen to me. I like that. That's fantastic. Phillies going to the World Series. They'll play the Houston Astros. We'll talk about what went down this weekend in uh, a pair of wild series yeah. that sets up for a wild World Series. And we've got mm-hmm. all week to talk about it because game one is not until <laughs> Friday because baseball. I call this microdosing the offseason. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> for a couple of days. Uh, we'll, we'll get into it eventually because we've got time. But I almost feel like this postseason has been a little underwhelming. To you, say the you think least. it's been underwhelming? Maybe. Maybe the series have been shorter than normal. I mean, if you look at the League Championship Series, they were pretty much, you know, slam dunks. Yeah. Um, Padres-Phillies were a little bit closer, and, and of course, we'll get into that later in the show. But, you know, we didn't get that oomph from uh, the LCS. If you, if you hate the Yankees, you're probably very happy that, you know, they, they didn't just get dunked on. They got posterized. The backboard broke. It's in glass. <laughs> Uh, it was also had you know 3D cameras, so we can relive it in the metaverse. Whatever, however you want to look at it, great. But if you're just a baseball fan, I don't know. I think you might look at this postseason and, and say it's been a little bit underwhelming. So maybe it's a good thing that we have a little bit of a delay and 
and we can reset just a little bit. I mean, I disagree. I think it's been, I mean, aside from, there are you moments. know, you know, there are a team getting swept, not as exciting. Sure. Unless you're on the winning side of that sweep. <laughs> I think it's been a very exciting series for sure. Yeah. Yeah, no, uh, it's it still has been a, a good postseason, relatively speaking. Uh, we should say before we get into those uh, those series from the weekend, uh, it is it is technically Happy World Series Day because 15 years ago today, the Colorado Rockies played in their first ever World Series. Wow! How about that, Boston Fenway Park, historic Fenway Park. Mm-hmm. Rockies were there, 2007. Where has the time gone? Where has the time gone? And it's so funny because this was brought up on the um, on the broadcast last night after Houston swept the Yankees. Very yeah. relevant. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, we'll we'll get into that. Uh, teams okay. teams who went went through the postseason undefeated. How did it fare uh, for the Rockies? We know not very well, but uh, it was interesting because when they played 15 years ago, it was the first World Series to start on a Wednesday since 1968. Huh. So they were clearly not planning out the, the World Series and the dates and the times like they do now. Where yeah. they say, hey, we kind of know uh, in June what the postseason schedule is going to be like, which I think makes some sense. But now is just one of those moments you go, oh, this would be a scenario in which maybe it's a little bit less than ideal because we've got to wait four days just yeah. to get to game one of the World Series now. Is that going to do anyone any favors? I don't know. Well, it's, it's certainly balanced for both teams, right? Uh, at we le- know that's yeah, the case. At least that. The Rockies were the third team uh, back in the 2007 World Series uh, to not commit an error in the World Series. So uh, that's something. Hmm. Uh, it's only the third time that that had ever happened. That's nice. And, fir- <laughs> and first, if you want to relive it in your mind, we'll kind of we'll kind of go through it. Maybe we should spend more time on it. But I'll say this: we are spending more time on the 2007 Colorado Rockies World Series than the actual Colorado Rockies organization did this year. So. <laughs> I don't feel too bad running through this list and saying the first at-bat was by Willie Tavares, the first DH. So really, when you think about uh, all-time classic players, I think Ryan Altapia was the first DH in a game at Coors Field back in 2020, mm-hmm. right, the, uh, the pandemic season. But if you want to go iconic DHs, you got to go the guy that was the first ever DH in the World Series for the Rockies, Mr. Ryan Spielborgs. Oh my he's, God! He's he's the iconic Silly. DH in my mind, in a way, right? Uh, first the hit was OG DH. He kind of is, right? <laughs> DH Spilly. Uh, he's the guy. First hit was by Garrett Atkins, which was a double. He uh, eventually scored the first run, first RBI. Troy Tulowitzki, a young rookie, Troy Tulowitzki. Hey, he's gonna have a good career. <laughs> he did. He did. He did actually have a really good career. First walk was by Ryan Spielborgs. First pitch was, of course, thrown by the left-hander in a black vest. Jeff Francis. Oh, Black Vest World Series. Like, what a lit time. That was it. That was what really made it iconic. I think it had debuted in 2005, but it really wasn't until the, the run in October that that became like their signature jersey. Uh, and first strikeout also by Jeff Francis. Got uh, Jacoby Ellsbury looking. Hmm? Good time. What a time. <laughs> I, I, I don't, I think we've got plenty of time to uh, kind of rehash the, the gold glove conversation. I know you talked about it a little bit on little bit. on Friday with uh, Brendan Rodgers and Ryan McMahon uh, being a finalist McMahon here for the second year in a row. And I, I kind of was a little bit surprised because I think they were like third and fourth mm-hmm. on the depth chart. And you just never know. We, we kept talking about this idea that you almost have to make an impression first before people really take notice 
the second year and then okay mm-hmm. now we'll go ahead and nominate you but uh, I really think that the uh, the folks that vote on this award we also know that um, Saber the the Saber Defensive Index uh, factors into all of this uh, and they they do like what McMahon and and Rogers were able to do but if you're looking at defensive run saves according to the Fielding Bible Brendan Rogers uh, was the best amongst all second basemen. So if just looking at that, <laughs> yeah. that obviously could be something to suggest that maybe he you know, wins a first gold glove for the Rockies since Nolan won it in 2020 uh, and first second baseman to win it since uh, DJ LeMahieu uh, mm-hmm. back, I think he was 2019, him and Arenado won. And so that was the last time that two players from the Rockies ever won the gold glove. So... They've got a chance. They're in it. Machado was the guy who got snubbed. It was yeah. not a great weekend for, for Padres fans, if you think not about it. Not a good weekend for Padres fans. No, definitely not. But they don't listen to this show, as we established. No. that's <laughs> it turns out, that's not what's in. It's <laughs> not what's in. <laughs> that song, whatever you want to call it, like lives rent-free in my head. Like, Is, it's just like... Was that a take on anything? Because I sort of... I wonder if Kale knows. The way that those old men were doing That's What's In, it made me feel like it was a West Side Story kind of <laughs> homage. I don't know. <laughs> Kale would know. He's laughing, but... I yeah, it's, it's not a, not West Side a Story I don't thing. think it's a thing. I I can't place what they're if they're parodying something, I can't place what they're parodying. That's that's not what's in. Sorry, sorry Padres fans. Uh, Ryan McMahon has a decent <laughs> decent chance uh, to do some things. Outs above average really likes him as well uh, as defensive run saves. So, you know, depending on the metric that you look at, both those guys are favoring really well, so uh, I think you know them just being honored as finalists uh, is is pretty nice. It's an honor to be nominated. It is, yeah. That's it, what they say. It legitimately is uh, all time for anyone who's curious. Nolan Arenado eight Gold Gloves, including four Platinum Glove awards. DJ LeMahieu had three. Cargo had three. Todd Helton had three. Trey Lewitsky with two. Larry Walker, of course, with five. Uh, he won his first in 1997, first Rocky mm-hmm. to ever win a gold glove. And Nafi Perez also in the year 2000. So he's the only one that had a, a singular glove. Everyone else, they had oven mitts, right? They, they could yes, wear their gold oven gloves mitts. on. They oven mitted. The golden oven mitt. I think that's what you officially call it. If you win two <laughs> or more, if you win your second gold glove, you've oven mitted. It's a baseball term. It is, yeah, I, I know it very well. Uh, snubs, <laughs> I don't really think any of the Rockies uh, got snubs. I, I, I do want to kind of shout out C.J. Crone, who is actually third uh, amongst National League first basemen in defensive run saves with, with five. Uh, he had a couple more than Reese Hoskins, who was a Gold Glove finalist. Mm-hmm. So, all right, if you're just looking at that, maybe Crone deserved a spot. You know, uh, that's going to happen. Brian Servan was actually seventh in defensive run saves among NL catchers, which hmm. uh, maybe was a little bit surprising there. Elias Diaz was amongst the worst uh, <laughs> in that in that metric. In that metric. Oh, the, wow. Yeah, it's it's crazy how little I think we've really scratched the surface with uh, defensive metrics, uh, um, at least public facing. You know, behind the scenes, what the Rockies analytics team or, or teams like the Dodgers, Yankees, they could have, you know, that could. They do have a lot more than what we have publicly facing. So uh, that is what it is. But actually, I think the player that had the second most defensive run saves for the Rockies this past year was Sam Hilliard. Sam Hilliard. We remember you fondly. <laughs> yes. Yeah, he had uh, 11 defensive run saves, which was second amongst all National League left fielders. So if you're just looking at that metric, he should have been nominated 
Granted, he did not play very much. He only played no. in like 70 games. Um, but he, because he was like a late substitution, he got taken out uh, early. He really only played 53 full nine-inning games. And so mm. that's not a lot. But... We, we are talking about a ward in which Rafael Palmero did win the gold glove at first base when he was ultimately just a DH. Uh, he played 28 games at first base, and they gave him the award. So crazier oh things Who else happened. was nominated with that year? <laughs> in, well, I don't know that in, that in what, 99 they, uh, or 98, they didn't have uh, finalists. I don't know what the first year was that they started yeah. oh, announcing. Oh, so they just picked it. Yeah, yeah, it was just, okay, here's the Gold Glove Award winner. And now, you're right, yeah, like, everybody gets an award in a, in a weird way. But it would be good to know, like, who came second, who came third. You know, Like, who else was in the running where they were like, yeah, you played 28 games? No, exactly, because I think it might be, like, November 1st is when they announced the Gold Glove Award winners. And, you know, granted, there were not podcasts in 1998 <laughs> uh, at all, quite literally. Um, yes. But it's like, what fodder is there going to be for the final month uh, of the season, or rather through the postseason, while you wait for them to make an announcement. You just speculate, speculate. But at least now you've got finalists. Now you've got something to, mm-hmm. to discuss. There's, there's something to put on the Chiron. Baseball's being discussed a little bit more. <laughs> do you like the use of the word Chiron? I do. That brings me back to, uh, I haven't heard the word Chiron since my college TV station. They don't even use that in like actual TV stations now. Well, you t- you taught me uh, step and repeat. Now I had heard that term before, mm-hmm. but I didn't know that the actual physical like backdrop yeah. that somebody is that stands and repeats in front of was called a stand and repeat. I didn't know it was a, like a yeah, proper noun in that way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I I did learn that. Mike flags. Yeah. Is is another thing? I'll just throw it your way. Yeah, Mike that, flags. that's a word. <laughs> that's a thing. That's a thing. Those are things. Insider. I want us to get Mike flags that for our mics. Just, just be regular DNVR? Or no, would like they, for like our like, um, mics that we take out. Could you get little miniature mic flags for the little tiny mics? You can. None of my mini mics work. I bought like four mini mics. Yes. Oh, yeah. Tiny that, microphones, and none of them work. Bummer. Yeah, I know. Super bummer. Did you leave a review? You should have left a review. I, I think it's not too late to leave a review. Yes. If we could get a mic flag on a little mini one, it would really just have to be our uh, the characters that we have, our DNVR. I'll get D-line on it. Yeah. You just shrink it down really small, and then people would people would be able to identify How cute. the tiny mustache and then the blonde hair and, and your caricature. <laughs> I think they would be able to identify that yeah. pretty well. You can identify a fantastic place to be. Right here on the corner of Colfax and York. There we go. At the DNVR <laughs> bar. That, look, this is where we're at. It's it's uh, the site. It's the place to be. Even when there's not games, we love it. That's This is our home away from home, mm-hmm. especially on game day whenever there's any watch parties going down. You get extra raffle tickets if you're a member to the DNVR.com. Now only 50 cents for your first month. And maybe best of all, you get 15% off your bill when you're down at the mm-hmm. DNVR bar. That's huge. That's a lot. That is huge. In that's, this economy? Yes. Crazy. That's a lot. Yeah, if, if, if you have a friend, you're like, hey, you know what? Just pick up the just pick up the tip. Boom. Now you're just basically pocketing 15%. <laughs> I, you know, I don't know how many people that think like that, that are maybe taking advantage of their friends. And I what don't you. take advantage of my friends. Then again, if you are buying the meal, you are still paying more than your friend is for the tip mm-hmm. so you're still a good person yeah i think so okay and you're a great person if you're a member to the dnvr.com <laughs> where of course you get a free shirt at the dnvr locker.com and uh like i said extra raffle tickets i think you can get price picks if you're deciding to go over to london last minute i don't know if there are any 
Uh, Are there any open spots left? <laughs> there, there could be for... Uh, we don't know. I don't know. <laughs> they got a booze cruise going out there. I mean, they've got some amazing like collectible pins and all kinds of stuff. Uh, I, I can't wait for uh, all the coverage uh, coming over there from across the pond there for the, the London game this year. Yeah. A shame for London that they have to watch the Broncos right now. The excitement. In this sad state. <laughs> yeah, the excitement and enthusiasm is all pre-kickoff. And then after that, Hey, whatever you get. But it's going to be su- They're going to have such a fun trip to London. I'm oh no. extremely jealous. Kale, are you going? No, he's not. He's not. Kale, do you have a mic? No, Kale's already not. been to Europe once this year, okay? So that you're is only true. allowed one European <laughs> trip per year as per DNVR. Uh, so that's how that goes. And if you wait two years in a row, you can go to South America. So that's what we're hoping Ooh, for. Venezuela. DNVR Venezuela. your contract. That's what it says. That's what we're going to do. <laughs> hey, NBA fans, the wait is over. Basketball's back. It's tip-off season. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, is letting new customers get in on the action where you can bet just $5 on any NBA money line, and you're going to get $200 in free bets if your team wins. In addition, check this out. Everyone can boost their winnings up to 100% with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. That means... It's doubled. Ooh, that's... 100, you, you almost should say it's doubled more than it's boosted 100%. Because 100%, no, people don't you think always the know, number pe- one. People don't always know what that means. Right. Not everyone's doubled. doubled. doing math like that. Doubled. doubled. X2 it sounds better than 100%. Times two. Definitely does. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook app, opt in, and place in a stepped-up same-game parlay today. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DNVR. Make any $5 NBA Moneyline bet this week. Get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code DNVR. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. My DraftKings Sportsbook pick of the week has to do with the World Series. Uh Uh-huh. Who are you picking? Who are you picking, Patrick? I've been cold lately. I'll say that. Okay. So so that one might make you feel better. I I didn't pick the Phillies to win the World Series. I didn't pick the Astros. I'm literally about to physically fight you right now. (laughs) I did not pick the Astros to win the World Series, but I do have, as the World Series MVP, Jordan Alvarez, plus 600. He is the favorite right now. So he has the the highest odds, or rather the lowest odds. Mm -hmm. And so that's the smallest payout. It's still plus 600 for Jordan Alvarez. I don't... I'm glad that like every single person we worked with walked in when I said that I was going to physically hurt you <laughs> for your for your. Nobody pick. is from the HR department, so I think you are absolutely okay. <laughs> you do not have to worry about that one bit. But uh, didn't Corey Seager the other year, wasn't he the NLCS MVP and then World Series MVP? That was maybe like one of the only times that that's ever happened. So hmm. that's kind of a rarity. So that takes Bryce Harper out of the running. So I'm going to go Alvarez. I, I've been a little ice cold lately. Yeah. So well, I hope you stay ice cold. I don't think a lo- has a losing player ever been the MVP in a World Series. No, no, can't be. Hmm. I think there was one World Series MVP where there was there were there were, it was a dual MVP. And there might have been one for the win- might might have been uh, might have been the nineteen sixty World Series. Way wasn't before that, my time. Wasn't that Pirates Yankees? Before all oh, of my parents that was, were born. That was forty five years before you were even born. It's before my parents were born. Do the math on that. <laughs> twenty five years before your parents were born. That's how that math works. <laughs> Downgrading everybody. All right, let's let's get into these games here. Uh, I've never seen a team own the New York Yankees like the Houston Astros. I don't know that I've ever seen any team own another 
team. I mean, the Yankees obviously owned the Boston Red Sox for you know quite a long time. Mm -hmm. uh, the Minnesota Twins were always getting knocked out by the Yankees, but the Houston Astros don't just like they've just dominated. And as Pedro Martinez asked all of Yankees Nation and the Yankees organization themselves, New York Yankees, who's your daddy? Because oh. the answer is the Houston Astros. Oof. <laughs> is it not? Yeah, very true. Extremely true. Four-game sweep by the Astros. The Yankees did not lead a game until the fourth game, uh, early uh, the first inning in uh, on, on Sunday's game. So, like, the Yankees had, had beaten the Astros twice this year during mm -hmm. their, uh, I think, seven games that they had played against each other. But those two came as, as walk-offs. So, like, they didn't – they had never led a full inning. Oh. So it was like at the last second they won the game, but they were never leading until the game was over. That is so weird. That's how dominant the Astros had been. The ownership of the Yankees. Absolutely. The absolute ownership. For sure. I kind of thought the Yankees – I was like, you know what? We're going to get a game five. We're going to get a game five. I kind of thought for a while we were yes. going to get that. Well, it probably would have been because of a Yankee win on Saturday – uh, that was not the case. Uh, Houston mm -hmm. won five nothing. Uh, our guy Chase Kane McCorbick went off uh, with his two two run homer there in a se in the second inning. Came at a very bad time because of course Harrison Bader had dropped a ball out in center field. The the Gold Glover, the guy they brought in to really fortify the defense there in center field. Garrett Cole gestures him saying, "Hey, I got you, buddy." Uh, he didn't get him. McCormick hits that home run. And uh, Altuve ended up doubling there. That was his first hit of the postseason. He was 0 for 25 going into game three. Is that insane or what? Well, I guess he's warming up at the right time for them. <laughs> Maybe. But, yeah, that is kind of insane. That's shocking. Yeah, that is still, shocking. Still uh, at the top of the lineup there. It was the second longest hitting streak in postseason history. Longest was another Yankee, second baseman, coincidentally enough, Robinson Cano. Hmm. Uh, the pitching was, was dominant. Going into this game, the Yankees had struck out 30 times between games one in game two, and uh, Javier, fantastic, didn't give up a hit until uh, I think it was a double to, to Stanton mm. in the fourth. Uh, five and uh, third innings pitched, gave up one hit, no runs, walked three, struck out five, bullpen, three and a third scoreless innings and hitless innings until the ninth. Yankees got, got two hits there against Brian Abreu. Um, but 11 more strikeouts in game three. 43 times they struck out in the first three games. Wow. It was bad. People were, people were leaving Yankee Stadium. It was very much a, uh, a mass exodus. They, they tried to get the offense going by putting Stanton out in left field just so they could get Matt Carpenter in the lineup uh, as a DH. They have their team full of DHs. Yeah. So uh, Stanton was out in left field. He hadn't played much, 30-some games, I think, out in left field this year. So they were desperate. But I think a lot of people were thinking along the same lines as you were, Susie, about, well, we'll it's not going to be a sweep, especially because Garrett Cole is on the mound. Game three, he's going to put the team on his back. He's going to be dominant. This is what he's getting paid for. And you could see, look at that body language right there. That is the body language of a defeated man. Yes. Like, just his whole soul has been crushed. Yeah, that was right after the McCormick home run. Just like, ah. Uh, knowing full well that his offense couldn't get off the ground. I think they had only scored two runs between games one and games two, or rather in game one and in game two. So the offense was hurting. And that this was like his another one of those moments. There's never one moment. We'll talk about moments and his <laughs> moment and being him in just a bit when we talk about Bryce Harper. 
But you get multiple multiple bites at the apple when it comes to that. Mm-hmm. And I thought this was going to be that moment, the next moment for Garrett Cole. And it really wasn't. You know, uh, he gets yanked there in the sixth. And a lot of questions coming down on Aaron Boone as far as uh, the choice he made. Bases were loaded. You either go, you either keep your guy in there, Garrett Cole, to get out of that spot, or you go to your bullpen. Um, are, is there anybody in any bullpen that you would have entrusted in that spot, or or do you need to to stick with your ace at that point? I mean, that's always such a tough call too, it is. because like, on one hand, you know, you sh- like Garrett Cole is a very trustworthy ace. He is. He's absolutely, but sometimes you just don't have it anymore. Sometimes you've just you just lose it. So it's like it's hard to know. Yeah, sixth inning, two nothing. You're down. Bases are loaded. You need some outs, and you know Yankees have had a couple guys uh, that have, that have looked solid in the postseason. Monty Peralta, uh, Clay Holmes, Jonathan Loizaga, aka Johnny Lasagna. <laughs> but Aaron Boone goes to Lou Trevino and uh, doesn't work. Uh, they score a couple more runs, uh, and that's it for Game Three. Game Four. Potential final game at Yankee Stadium for Aaron Judge. Yeah, tickets and- on sale. For 18 bucks, Probably for game time. <laughs> you probably got in game time if you waited even longer to first pitch. It might have even been... I should have been checking last night to see. Yeah. Seven bucks. I bet you game time had it for seven. Can't guarantee. But I bet you you could have been a game four last <laughs> night for Aaron Judge's final game, potential final game as a Yankee, potential final game in Yankee Stadium mm-hmm. for seven bucks thanks to game time. Where do you think he's going to end up? Do you think he's going to stay with the Yankees? Do you think we're going to see him go elsewhere? How about this? You take the Rockies, I'll take the other 29 teams. <laughs> I'll give you 4.7 quadrillion to one odds. You taking that deal? I mean, wait, what would my payout be then? <laughs> Not even a penny. I don't even think no. I would get a penny. You get some lint out of your pocket. Yeah, that's going to be fun to speculate yes. all offseason. I think the Yankees almost have to back up the Brinks truck. Yeah. You almost have to. They got to get the wheelbarrow of money and roll it out to him. That's it. You just have no choice. Because that dude carried that team to the postseason. He did. Yeah, no, he, he absolutely did. And, and you you look at what their roster is in 2023 without Aaron Judge, and you have even more concerns. And going into this season, there were enough with the starting rotation, but it, it becomes even more than that. Houston wins game four, uh, 6-5. Yankees got that early lead with the RBI single from Stanton. Um, they go up three nothing eventually, but then uh, Nestor Cortez gives up a three run home run to another young guy who's been doing it, Jeremy Pena. Hey, I, Jeremy I Pena, well, I love this picture of him. We're like, great body language. Yeah, he's like, hey, we're not really worried about Carlos Correa going elsewhere. They had me all along. Yeah, seriously. Pretty much like that. That really underlines how you know the astros are, are playing chess you know they're like no we we're, we don't need to re-sign a guy for 300 million dollars a young shortstop because we've got someone to replace him and yet here we were talking just two minutes ago about how the yankees have no other option but to throw 300 million dollars at a player they are in that kind of desperation whereas the astros sorry goodbye carlos correa mm-hmm. goodbye george springer goodbye garrett cole what a flex what that's a where the astros flex, are at. astros yeah yeah, that's, that's absolutely where they're at. Um, Wandy Peralta comes in after that. Houston ends up going up 4-3. And the, Rock, the, the, uh, the Yankees, the Rockies. a.k.a. the East Coast Rockies, <laughs> 
They don't have quite as many Rockies as before. I'll tell you what. The, they the, used to have so many. They had everybody. They, they had, had all of our you, all of our dudes. Even in spring training, they're like, yeah, we'll let Chad Bettis come hang out in Tampa. <laughs> Chris Iannetta. Why not? Let's have a blast. Um, but I, I think the, the one West Coast Rocky that they were missing on the East Coast Rockies was DJ LeMahieu. He had a bit of a... Uh, a foot injury, so uh, he just wasn't available. That lineup definitely misses versatility and his mm-hmm. uh, his penchant for not striking out. Like that was uh, definitely apparent. But Yankees show some signs of life. Bottom of the sixth, Harrison Bader homers to give the Yankees a five four lead. This dude hit five home runs all season long. Granted, we know he was out because of. Gosh, what was that debilitating injury that he had? That maybe it's a miracle that he came back from. Was it plantar fasciitis? Oh, yeah, I guess it was. Hmm. So he comes back from plantar fasciitis, five homers with the Cardinals, then he's out for a while, doesn't hit one with the Yankees until the postseason, his fifth of the postseason with the Yankees, more than he hit during the regular season. So this guy is kind of uh, a young legend here, an early legend. What a miraculous recovery. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Yeah, I hear I hear he had proper footwear on at all times. At all times. Chris Bryant's killing me. Killing me. Bader, only the fifth player in Yankees postseason history with five or more home runs. Very impressive. But then top of the seventh is when it falls apart. And uh Houston goes back ahead. Uh Bregman gets the go-ahead RBI single to make it six five. And it's like, all right, the the Astros, they just they find a way, and the Yankees can only come back from dead so many times. Yeah. That's how it ended, 6-5 uh, after the Bregman go-ahead single. And the final out of the game, of course, fittingly, coincidentally, shockingly, I don't know, Aaron Judge. Yeah. And not a strikeout, which we would have understood. very anticlimactic. Trickler, back to the mound, 1-3 yeah. put out. Bop, bop, ba da da bop. <laughs> Stop spreading the news. Or maybe Stop you should start. spreading the news. They looked happy. It was so funny watching, you know, their after the game interviews uh, with Lauren Shahadi, but the stadium just sounded so empty. Oh, and right? of course, I mean, of course it was like, why wouldn't it be? But just what a contrast from the celebration we saw earlier in the day with an absolutely packed and screaming Citizens Bank Park. But yeah, this was a very quiet celebration yeah. in the Bronx. Yeah, they uh, the Yankees are, are hurting. I mean, again, most franchises, certainly the one that we covered, mm-hmm. would kill to have the success that the Yankees have had. Yeah. Three straight winning seasons Yeah, uh, since they won the World Series in 2009. Um, 13 straight winning seasons, obviously. Uh, nine postseasons, I want to say. And in that time, since 2009, they've gone to the ALCS five times, and they've lost all five times. <laughs> That's never happened before. Uh, huh. in, in baseball history. So now, now, when we look at the Yankees, like for us, like if we, if the Rockies made it to the NLCS that many years, like that to me would probably feel like a success. 100%. Is it a success for the Yankees or is it a failure? It's a failure. <laughs> that was one thing when uh, growing up in New Jersey, haven't mentioned that in a while, I'm from New Jersey. Uh, when I was a, uh, a, a Yankee fan, 
that that's what became gross about Yankee fandom. Besides just certain behaviors that you see at, at Yankee Stadium and things of that nature, uh, and the overall just just aggressiveness of of Yankees fans was if you didn't win the World Series, it was a failure. You were mm-hmm. expected to win. You were expected to sign all the top free agents, which they did, uh, and they had to change their ways uh, recently over the last decade. And so uh, they've been a little bit easier to root for uh, in a way. Uh, but if if the expectations are just to win the World Series, like what what fun is that? Like that's that's not not fun at all. Mm-hmm. Um, it's 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 sad almost in a way. And so, um, I so love the Yankees th- need to need to go about their business in a different way. I love this comment from Ethan. I'd take losing five years in a row right now. <laughs> yes, I think we'd all sign up for the being the Buffalo Bills of the National League. I would I'd be all for it. Let's go. Anything is better than this. Bud Black becomes the next Marv Levy. That's fine. I mean, Andre Reed, Thurman Thomas, Jim Kelly. I mean, who are those guys on the Rockies? <laughs> Tolia, Tovar, Veen. Yeah, you would sign up for that because that is successful, obviously, for a small market team. Mm-hmm. So it's so interesting. It's, you know, there, there was uh, Joel Sherman wrote an article that uh, I, I want to talk so much about where he just goes right in saying, look, the Astros own the Yankees. They are doing everything better than the Yankees right now. So the Yankees need to change how they go about doing their business. They can't just sit back and go, hey, we got to be better. Hey, guys just got to play better. Hey, we've got players in the minor leagues on their way up. We're going to be okay going forward. You need to make actual changes and you need to start doing it immediately. Hmm. And how much different that is than what goes on here in Denver when a season ends. Night and day. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing how night and day that absolutely is. You're right. But whether or not you're going to a concert during the day or during the night, you can get your tickets from Game Time oh, Tickets. Oh, my goodness. Help us out because they what? are helping us. Help yourself out uh, along with the 15 million other folks who've downloaded the Game Time app. But use the link in our description to help us out uh, in a major way. You can get last-minute tickets to all kinds of things. I was trying to help my cousin out. Because uh, he was he was the Mets fan, so you want to talk about pain and strife? Oh, that is that is real pain. Not only did he have to deal with that, and and trying to I guess maybe get a piano teacher, right? Because he wants to learn how to play piano. Oh, right. That was that was uh, what he was dealing with immediately following uh, <laughs> the loss there uh, to the Padres. But he was out in Las Vegas over the weekend for the When We Were Young festival. Oh no! And yes, Saturday that, that didn't pan out. His concert got canceled. So he's not really having a good go of it his right now. His postseason got canceled. His concert got canceled. Poor guy. But was he able to find something new to go to via game time? Exactly. Is that right. where we're going with this? I, I told him. I said, use the link in our description. He did. <laughs> he looked. He found. He was like, actually, he ended up paying less for the Sunday package, even when people were scrambling, than he did for Saturday. Um, even though everyone was bummed out and like, I got to get some kind of concert in. And, and some people were charging astronomical prices on like Craigslist and all that kind of stuff. He was taken care of really well, him and his buddies, uh, with the game time tickets app. So, uh, you can always save up to about 60% when you wait close to first pitch tip off or the first strum, which was the case at the, when we were young, first pling, the first plink. Yes. Uh, look, I had some amazing beef yesterday. Uh, I know you had producer kale did. I'm a beef guy. You had beef? I'm not a beefy boy per se, but I'm a beef guy. I didn't know you I didn't know you had beef. I consume beef. I consume American Wagyu, the blue collar American Wagyu, Hassel Cattle Company. I know super producer Kale did at the tailgate, uh, because we've got that there. Uh, and it's it's perfect for folks who kind of fancy themselves as at 
home chefs mm-hmm. and they, they like that kind of cuisine. Uh, and it's not going to kill your budget either, which is probably the most important thing. It's, it's the choice of home cooks as well as restaurant chefs alike. Uh, if you want to get in on the action, go to hasslecattlecompany.com, H-A-S-S-E-L-L, cattlecompany.com to secure your bag of beef. They ship anywhere. They ship immediately too, which is fantastic. Make sure you use code DNVR20 for 20% off your entire purchase. That's DNVR20 for 20% off. Not really much to say about Phillies and Padres. Phillies win and they're going to the World Series. I think that's all I got. We're ready to wrap up the show just a little bit. Not we got- so fast, Patrick. What, what did I miss? I, I covered it. Oh my god. They won in five games. Sorry. They won in five it. games. Um, the Phillies also undefeated at home this postseason. Oh, not bad for those road warriors. Not bad. Who had, they finished up their season 22 of 24 days, I think, were on the road. Mm-hmm. They, had, they had 10 games on the road. So they went on the road uh, at the same time the Rockies did. They, it was nine days on the road, 10 games, because they had a doubleheader yes. in there. Yes, that's mm-hmm. right, against the Nationals. They had, technically, they had two doubleheaders. The, the first doubleheader got rained out, and so they got it pushed back. So on the schedule, it shows like two doubleheaders, but they only played three games, as you point out. Yeah, so yeah. they had 10 games. So they had it even worse. Do you know where they finished up their season, too, by the way? Somewhere random, right? Houston. Right. I don't, Not this, so random now. This could be, yes, I, I got to look it up. We got to maybe contact Sarah Langs because I know she'll know. Mm-hmm. We'll have a, we've got a whole week of the craziest Patty stats uh, and Sarah Lang stats yes. to come up with and try to figure out is this like the closest two teams have played in the regular season to the World Series? Again, we can only go back to interleague play. Mm-hmm. So this, yes, I'm going to say yes. I don't think any team ever be. finished a season against each other and then played in the World Series. That has to be a first. Let's ask her right now. You, you work on that. <laughs> we'll recap uh, games three, four, and five, all in Philadelphia. Joe Musgrove against Ranger Suarez. Uh, Ranger Suarez looked really solid. Five innings pitched, two hits, two runs. Only one was earned. Yeah, he did not walk a batter. Struck out three. He wasn't done yet in the series, even though he threw five in game three. It all started for the Phillies with that leadoff homer by Kyle Schwarber. Goes down on bended knee, almost like boys to men. A, a Philly group. <laughs> a nice Philly You got to really like that. A um, nice Philly reference. Only Jimmy Rollins has ever hit a leadoff home run for the Phillies. He did three times. But Kyle Schwarber and Jilly, Jimmy Rollins, that's probably the only thing those two guys have in common. A guy <laughs> who's a beefy DH outfielder catcher. Jimmy Rollins, fit, smaller guy, shortstop. Mm-hmm. Different. Different vibes, same results. Bryson Stott, the rookie, with two doubles. First for a Phillies rookie to have two extra base hits in the same game. We're going to be talking about Bryson Stott on Wednesday with Justin Wick of Purple Row. He and I saw Bryson Stott last year in the Arizona Fall League. There's a couple guys. This This World Series is actually a matchup of players who were in the Arizona Fall League. Minor leaguers last year, they go to the finishing school that is the Arizona Fall League, and now they're in prime positions as the starting shortstops for both teams in the World Series. That's rare, but it also shows you how important the results and what goes on, the players that are there in the Mm -hmm. Arizona Fall League, where our guy Zach Veen is at right now. I was going to say, is this more of a testament to uh, what the Arizona Fall League has to offer these players, or is this a testament of the talent coming through these systems right now? A little bit of both, but I think it's more about, about the Arizona Fall League. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really more about that because 
Uh, we'll get into the numbers on how many big leaguers made their debut this year. There's only six teams in the Arizona Fall League. Mm-hmm. So when I tell you 57 of them made their major league debut this year. That kind of lets you know what we're dealing with. So we'll, we'll yeah. talk a little bit more about Stott and Veen, Braxton Fulford, Warming Bernabell, Grant Levine, all those guys on Wednesday's show. But Sir Anthony Dominguez gets a six out save, three punchies, and then game four. That was the wild one. Insane. That was the wild one. That one I was very stressed at first, and then, <laughs> and then I wasn't. 10-6. <laughs> Phillies win. Both starters knocked out in the first inning. Only the second time in postseason history that had ever happened. Mm-hmm. And the first time and only time up to that, that, that point was a World Series game four, 1932. Wow. Yes, 1932 game four of the World Series. So only 90 wild. years ago. Only. Only. That's it. Look at that quick math. Impressive. I like that. Thank you. It's, I don't expect any more math from you today. I've reached my quota. <laughs> Mike Clevenger after the game said, this is probably one of the worst days of my life, but that sums it up. Yeah, it sucks. Oh. He actually looked better than that quote was. Where you're like, like yeah, he, he tried to put on like a smiley face, but it was, it was really bad. Listen, leave it to a Sagittarius to tell you exactly what they're thinking. No sugarcoating whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. And, and he felt good up until the time he got to the mound because... The Padres staked him to a 4 nothing lead. Uh, they came against Bra- Bailey Falter, who did exactly that. <laughs> he he faltered. Good. He lived up to the name. He did. Yeah, right. He actually did. Uh, Manny Machado hit a solo home run. Made me feel good about my home run derby squad. Uh, solo homer there for Machado. His fourth of the postseason tied him for most in San Diego history. But as you know, Susie, uh, and as you live in your life, Philly didn't care. No, Philly never cares. They didn't care. They respond in the bottom of the first. Hoskins with a two-run double. Harper RBI double. Philly ties it in the fourth with uh, an RBI single for Bryson Stott. San Diego goes up 6-4 in the top of the fifth. Thanks to Juan Soto's first postseason home run for San Diego. Took him long enough. Well, that's why I had to draft because I'm like, he's, he's... He's due. He's due. He's overdue. Uh, And so he got on the board there, which was good. But then Philly immediately ties it and goes ahead in the bottom of the fifth. Hoskins, two-run home run, his second of the game. Look at the celebration. Look at the look on Harper's face. He's so happy. He doesn't care. Oh, do I get a moment? Is Rice stealing my spotlight? Because I really thought that – I said Rice. I'm like, who? I really (laughs) thought that Reese um, (laughs) up to that point probably was the NLCS MVP. But Harper doesn't. He, he you know doesn't what? care about those awards. He only wants one thing. He wants a to ring. Win. The he one thing blood is the bling, and, to win. and it's the ring. Bryce Harper. <laughs> That's all he wanted. I definitely could have seen Hoskins getting the MVP of the series. Yeah, but. Uh, up at that point. Uh, sixth player in Philly history with a multi-homer game in the postseason. Dykstra, Pat Burrell, Pat the Bat. You mm-hmm. be Pat the Bat fan? Of course. Okay. Chase Utley. Uh, who did it twice in 2009. Jason Worth also did it twice. But yeah, go ahead and show that photo again, Kale, of Harper's RBI double. Yes. Puts him ahead 7-6. This is my effing house. What, house. What kind of house? Oh, effing my house. My effing house. You could see it so clearly. Didn't need a pro lip reader you to see not. that one. You did not. <laughs> no. 10 extra base hits for Harper. Ties for most in a single postseason. His numbers in the... Uh, NLCS were almost identical to the division series. He had 400 here in the NLCS versus 500 uh, in the uh, division series, two home runs, five RBIs. So he uh, repeat performance, which I, I, I didn't think it was possible. 
Um, you had a solo home run for uh, for Schwarber there again. Castellanos finally kind of getting off uh, off the ground a little bit. He's been really quiet. Uh, then just when I'm I'm beginning to to feel pretty good about my home run derby squad, JT Realmuto homers, uh, his first and only of the postseason. But that gave the Phil, the Phils uh, four home runs in that game, tied a club record for most in a postseason, which they did in 08 and 09. Good vibes. Uh, and then it was down to uh, game five on Sunday. Phillies win 4-3. Zach Wheeler is that dude. Zach Wheeler is always that dude. He is always the dude you want in this situation. And he also... He will give you so many innings. That's the thing. He's so good at that. Great point. Huge innings eater. Uh, I talked about that with Kenneth last week about this idea that when we go back and look, there's a good chance we're going to want to redo the voting in the 2021 Cy Young Award because, you know, as great as Corbin Burns was and as better as he was then, Wheeler on a inning-to-inning basis Wheeler pitched so much more, mm-hmm. saved Philly's bullpen so much more last year, and he was dominant again when the bullpen obviously had been pitching the last two days. Gives them a little bit of a break. He works into the seventh inning, only gives up three hits, two runs, no walks, eight strikeouts. Fire. Eight. Straight fire. This postseason in four starts, <laughs> 25 and a third innings pitched, five earned runs, three walks, 25 Ks, 1.78. ERA, legendary right now. Almost presidential. Quite presidential. He has a presidential name. He does. (laughs) Zachary Harrison Wheeler. That is so presidential. Very presidential. Zach Wheeler for president. I'm for it. I mean, he definitely could. uh, He's going to (laughs) win Pennsylvania by a landslide. We know that that's uh, a purple state. That's uh, that's 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 one that's up for grabs. Speaking of elections, did you see how Philly fans came together on Twitter to absolutely wreck dr oz no because dr oz is running for senate in pennsylvania yes. it's a whole thing yep. um uh, so i keep seeing all these commercials too because i still get philly channels <laughs> out here which is good for this time of year but um uh, dr oz posted a congratulations to the phillies post oh, no. and like every single comment is just f you f yourself f you you're the worst you have no right no thanks no thank you yeah, yeah. <laughs> um I could see so that. Uh, yeah philly the city of brotherly f yourself i like that yeah i yeah. think it's very fitting that that is uh that is very speaking fitting. of elections dr mehmet oz do we know if he's officially a doctor is he a doctor like the way Dr. Phil is a doctor? I feel like he's a doctor the way Dr. Phil is a doctor. But I don't know, so don't sue me, Dr. Oz. Yeah. Doctor. Quote, unquote. Allegedly. Allegedly. Uh, what wasn't alleged was another home run from <laughs> Reese Hoskins. Again, a two-run homer there in the bottom of the third. 3-0 pitch. Obviously, he gets the green light. It wasn't center cut. Uh, it wasn't completely down the... Center, uh, baseball got folks know mm-hmm. it wasn't down the direct center, uh, but it was close enough. Boom, he goes deep. Fourth NLCS homer of the series uh, ties Lenny Dykstra for most in a series hmm. back in 1993. Do we know if he officially uh, admitted to doing steroids that entire season or allegedly? I think he allegedly I don't know. is Lenny, proud of it. Lenny Dykstra retweeted me yesterday. Too. Susie, you know what? We should get to this. Um, when is Lenny going to be on the pod? Um, you know on. what? If I if I go out to Philly, we'll see what happens. 
Let's if, first, we got to get him first on uh, on Zoom on StreamYard, then in person. No, you don't want to meet him in person, Susie. <laughs> I don't want that for you. I, I, I can't co-sign that. I actually need to put my foot down here and say no. I, I do not want you to meet Lenny. No, well, what about, that, it's, what, it's more that I don't want Lenny to meet you. You know what I'm saying? What if, What if we have chaperones? I don't. I don't trust it. He, he. He. It could be a mole for the Dykstra Corp. Dykstra Corp. I don't know if I, I would need to vet the person. I've been watching a lot of Peaky Blinders, so I think I got I got all that going on in my head. Uh, I was but, trying to explain Lenny Dykstra to uh, my roommate yesterday, who was like not familiar. That's worth a segment. <laughs> yeah, that's a, uh, that's very much worth a funny. segment. Lenny freaking Dykstra, <laughs> unbelievable. So uh, yeah, third player to have four more homers, Utley in that. 2009 World Series did it. But yeah, what's interesting about Reese Hoskins is the first four games, which uh, the first two were in St. Louis, uh, and then the first two games of the next round of the Division Series were in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. He uh, was one for like 17, hmm. not good, uh, had one extra base hit, I think, didn't have a homer. All, he was awful. And then since then, 25 plate appearances, five homers, 880 slugs, seven hits, just absolutely dominant heating up at the right time yeah it was as soon as they got back home mm-hmm. uh, after being on the road for so long soto uh, also had a solo home run in uh, sunday's game his seventh career postseason home run first five of course were with the nationals mm-hmm. uh when they uh, went on the run in 2019 to win the world series only he and carlos correa have ever hit seven homers huh. before age 24 Pretty child company. child wonders <laughs> Yep, amazing. Little prodigies. Padres did tie it up in the top of the seventh uh, before the iconic home run. Bottom of the eighth, Bryce Harper. Two-run home run. Absolutely phenomenal. Just the swing of his life. And and just, I love Joe Davis on broadcast. That was a great call. <laughs> the swing of his life, because it absolutely was. A guy who's been in the spotlight since he was 16 years old. He has the opportunity. He did it on Saturday night. Mm-hmm. Does it again on Sunday. Yeah, I, I love that call. It's actually the first go-ahead home run in the eighth or later in a postseason game for the Phillies while trailing. A lot of qualifiers there, but nevertheless, yeah. <laughs> big moment. Uh, and then afterwards, I don't know if you saw a clip uh, that was very funny. There he is. Just look at that. He he owns the city right now. Yes, Bryce Harper. He is. After he hit that home run. Amazing. Philly loves them some Bryce Harper. Iconic moment, iconic image right there. Again, make sure you're watching along with us on the DNVR Sports channel on YouTube. But in the dugout, Ken Rosenthal is waiting for a moment, maybe see if you can pull him aside. I and love just that. watching. I love that right? we're doing in game interviews after these home runs, like right after they happen. Yeah. Well, well Ken, Ken uh, Rosenthal talked about that a little bit. Uh, I think on uh, maybe last Monday and like they don't do if there's two outs because there's not enough time yeah. and don't want to get involved. But like to your point, um, Rosenthal didn't like jump in right away. He's like, let Harper kind of unpack. You got to feel it out. You got to yeah. read the room. So he sure. was waiting. So Rosenthal was definitely waiting and he just had this smile of like, oh my God, can you believe it? And then in the foreground, Bryce Harper's going, oh my gosh, I just did that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like, Ah, okay, baseball. We got to wait four friggin' days. Machado was quiet in game five, uh, mm-hmm. 0 for 4, two strikeouts. I don't know if he was hurt. He did make that amazing catch on the tarp there uh, in game four. That was a great play. Fans were losing it, too. I'm like, oh, if you never want to see a visiting player kind of 
catch something into the stands like that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. there's a net there, but still. I, I really think that the commissioner um, made a big deal about putting these nets up to protect fans from foul balls, allegedly, because of this moment. They're like, you know what? We need to put something in between Phillies fans and the field just in just case. Just in case. Just in case. They drink a lot of yingling down there. They do. <laughs> <laughs> Yins want some yingling. I know that's Pittsburgh. Uh, Ranger Suarez gets the save there. Uh, after starting game five, he finishes, or rather, after starting game three, he finishes game five. And yeah, MVP. Did you have a problem with that? I mean, did you think it should have been Hoskins because Hoskins, he had four? I think it could have gone to Hoskins, it but could've. I have no issue with it going to Harper. No, no, I, I don't either. Uh, first time, first time for him. We've talked about it plenty with Nolan Arenado about his postseason foibles. This is actually the first time he had ever won a postseason series. Yeah. He went to the postseason four times with the Nats, but this was I remember. I just remember those memes before the Nationals had never, before their World Series season. It right. was always, oh, the Nationals have never won a postseason series. And then, of course, that carried on with Bryce Harper because he hadn't. Yeah. And now he has. He and won then, a bunch. And then after he signs his big deal with the Phillies, there's a player survey, and he's voted the most overrated player. <sighs> and then his team wins the World Series that year, giving credence to that to a degree. You know, that was a, that was a rough narrative. That was a rough narrative. It was. But, hey, uh, he's, he's doing all right. He's got himself an MVP award. Uh, do now I get an NLCS MVP award. Do I get an MVP award for winning the Home Run Derby? I've got to check the math here. I don't know. We might need... Uh, there's a couple hanging chads. Let's let's see what happens on that. All right, but all right, we'll recap that. We'll recap that. Okay. It was back and forth. It was very much back and forth. Now Patrick's powder kegs. That that's what we're going with. <laughs> okay. Uh, although Kyle Schwarber is the powder keg. That's his new official nickname. Uh, I got two home runs from Harper and Machado, and Juan Soto. Feeling good about that. Nothing from Alec Baum. Alec Baum. Him too. I didn't get anything from either of those guys that love Philadelphia. Um, whereas, so that's six for my guys. You had Schwarber with the first pick, which you had three. That gave you an advantage. Mm -hmm. But with your fourth pick, after I already went twice, you went Reese Hoskins, and that was the difference. He hit four. Riamuto hit one. Nothing from Cronenberg. So you had eight. I had six. Susie, you win. I won. You win. Good for me. You Let's end it. on that note. And we did good <laughs> overall. Only eight players homer. We had six of those guys. Yeah. That's not bad. We're very good at our jobs. I We're think so. We're so good at talking about baseball in hypothetical situations. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think we're very good at that. Yeah. Uh, and we're going to have to do that again uh, all this week. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll have uh, Justin Wick again on, on Wednesday. Thursday, we'll preview uh, the World Series coming up there. I know you're going to have a banger there on Friday. And Yo. We're going to run it back on my Tuesday. My Friday afternoon club shows. It's going to be They're good. They're always lit. Yeah. Yeah, Sam Levitt uh, did a great job last Friday. Make sure you go and check that out. Still relevant to, to understand what the vibe was like in San Diego. They're knocked out. Uh, they're a little bit heartbroken. Mm -hmm. Too bad, so sad. I'll say this. The, uh, this. This played out exactly as I think every Rockies fan was hoping. And that was kind of the reason why I almost preferred the Dodgers to have beaten the Padres. Because, again, the Padres get knocked out early, relatively speaking, or mm -hmm. by the Dodgers. You know, maybe they got to reshuffle the cards just a little bit. Uh, they, they feel more like failures, and they can't build any momentum or steam because if they do, you're going to have two juggernauts. But the perfect scenario played out. Padres took down the Dragon up north and the Dodgers, mm -hmm. and then the Phillies laid the smack down on them right away because, as we learned, San Diego Padres are not what's in. No. 
That's not what's not in. What's in? Not what's in. Goose on the loose. Meh, meh, meh. I don't know. Hoskins and Schwarber, <laughs> Real Muto and Harper. That's what's in. Yeah. <laughs> Susie, I, I can't condone this. You're these, gonna bring bad vibes. To these TikToks my write team. themselves. You're bringing bad vibes on. What rhymes my with fanatic? Uh, we'll figure that out. We'll workshop. Shut Susie's, it down. That's what's Shut in version. It down. No, you're not gonna do your own take. No, obviously, weird it, version it for Philly. Cursed the Padres. That will stick with them forever. Yeah. Absolutely not. Will I be making a parody of it? We no we need, freaking way. We need to set. We need to do a full draft of first pitches in Philadelphia. National anthems. I mean, Daryl Hall. You got to get Daryl Hall. Okay, hold on. I know we're trying to wrap up the show, but Taylor Swift sang the national anthem game three of the 2008 World Series. And what happened in that World Series? Oh, the Phillies won. Did they win game three, though? Did they? I don't know. <laughs> I actually you know? don't know. Oh. I don't care. They did win the World Series. They won the World Series. Despite the fact, potential bad luck. We don't know. She was good luck for overall. Okay. Could be, yes. I don't. I don't know if we'll see her out, but maybe. Uh, they like to run a lot of country artists. They got a Philly, booker. Does anybody listen to country music in Philadelphia? Like, no. Clearly, no. Right. Mm-mm. Okay. Anyway. Yes. Let's get out of here. Meek Mill, can he do the <laughs> national anthem? Yes, he can. He can. You of know that for sure. Can. Of course, and Meek Mill can do anything. All right. Is he still with Nicki Minaj? No. Okay. No, she's. All right. She's. No, <laughs> she married someone else, and it's, it's he's very problematic as an understatement. We've we've got plenty of time to to break all that down, um, and and we're gonna be doing that on Twitter as well. Make sure you're hitting us up at DNVR underscore Rockies at Patrick D Lyons is where I'm at, and you can find me at the Susie Hunter on all platforms. This has been great, so great. And uh, I think we should probably do it again tomorrow. But you know what they say about momentum? What do they say? It's only as good as your next show. So, (laughs) yeah, we'll do it again tomorrow at 11 a.m.